Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of the Strand Tennis Center podcast, filled with tips, advice, tennis, not tennis, just life advice too, whatever you need. Uh, like it on YouTube, share it on uh, the podcast as well. Thank you. Ready? Hey everybody, welcome to the Strand Tennis Center podcast. We are doing a little bit of preseason uh, podcasting over the next week. We're going to be doing... Boy season's up. Uh, practice starts Friday for most of the teams, probably all of them. And we're going to do a little preview. Uh, questions for coaches around uh, our town and neighboring towns, and uh, we'll take it from there. We have uh, Coach James Kai with us here from Chatham High School, coach of the boys and girls team. And we're just going to ask him some questions. We've also – I've actually got notes today, Santi. Can you believe it? I actually prepared. I got questions from parents, which are great, because we always want to see – what those parents are interested in, what the coach is thinking, what they're doing. Uh, but, Coach, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. ready for the season, excited for the boys, you know. Yeah. What uh, – well, uh, let's get a little – I'm going to take my time on this one. We usually rush through the podcast because we usually have a thousand things to do. How long have you been coaching with the teams? This is going to be my 10th year coaching okay. the boys. Yep. Girls? Girls. I just finished my ninth season. Okay. Yep. And what – Overall, let's give me like your top three learning curves. What have you learned? What have you have done and said, listen, I'm not going to do that again. Not, not any huge mistakes or just saying, listen, this is the best process. I tried to do this. This didn't work. What do you think you've learned the most out of, out of the 10 years? So from the past 10 years, I think everywhere's different. You yeah. have, you know, always have different groups of players. Um, you have different dynamics, different chemistry between the players. Um, I think the most important thing I've learned so far is to keep the team at a specific number. Because okay. sometimes you have a lot of seniors who, you know, who should be on varsity, yeah. but they have to sit on the bench. I hate that. But you know, when you have decent players, you know, the seniors have to sit. And um, sometimes I had a team of you know, 20, 20 players, and that's something very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I try to keep my team right now 11 to 13 on varsity so that, you know, I have seven starting players and four to six rotating players and can play exhibition matches on the last court or even when we play against weaker teams, I can rotate. I think that's that's something, you know, I have, you know, changed in the past few years. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Let me think about something else I have, I have done that um, – it's it's actually hard to it's hard to yeah, think about it's yeah, a long time. to reflect you know um, what you did before you know that that was you know. I mean do you feel like you're more I mean do you feel like you're more patient now or do you feel like you it's ten years your first year do you want to feel like you want to do everything right or do you know I mean I I would assume you're just more experienced and you have a lot more patience and understanding and you've seen a kid's reaction and how they react through things because you've seen it before. Right. I mean, I think through the years I have, I have um, learned. I mean, I'm always learning. You know, yeah. I've done, I've, I've attended some workshops. I've learned a lot of drills uh, from some experienced coaches. That's something I have um, done. And also I think the other thing is I focus more on the doubles players okay. than before because, you know, singles guys, you get them, you get what you get. Yeah. It's hard to fix their techniques during the season. You know, our season's very short. We have two weeks of preseasons, and we just jump right into our matches. So it's hard to yeah. fix, you know, fix their techniques and their strategies when they play. They should know, I would say, the basic stuff when they, when they join the team. Yeah. 
um, doubles play because I know a lot of you know both on both sides, boys and girls. They when they do clinics, they don't practice their double strategies. A lot of them just come in not knowing how to play doubles. I mean, you got to teach them the basic stuff, you know, core positioning, where to serve, where to aim, and how to win a doubles point. I, I mean, that's something. I mean, I have I have focused more recently on both boys and the girls side because you know we have five courts. You know, all you got to do is just win three. Yeah. If you can get both doubles, and you got two courts already. That's a good point, because you're right. Your singles is your singles. If a kid is just not good, better than another kid, he's not going to win. Your strategy is not going to help. But you can kind of finagle doubles and have them play certain points the right way and do some strategy and you can end up winning those two points yeah i mean teaching them different formation i formation australia you know or how to poach you know play defense it's it's i think doubles and also i would say you know figure out the best chemistry between two players yeah, yeah if, if you guys like each other that's yeah. a that's you, know, you guys can help each other out that's a better team yeah. and you can probably you know, two weaker players can probably beat two stronger players if they play singles, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, That's so. a good point. Yeah. I got a bunch of questions here, Coach Kai. I okay. got questions from parents, too, which are key. But I'll, I'll just roll through some yeah, of these. There's absolutely. so many. I mean, people were so <laughs> interested in what. Because, especially with kids with freshmen, too, they want to mm -hmm. know. Like, how do you run your practices and why? Here's one question. Okay. Uh, how, do you have a practice plan each time, or is it different based on the player's level, or based on the makeup of your team? So, well, let me first explain that I mean, we have two two teams, varsity and JV. So my varsity players, I usually look at their UTR, you know, so I know um, who should be in varsity, who should be in JV. Uh, most of my varsity guys are returning players from last year, and I looked at freshmen, if, you know, if they have a decent UTR, usually I would say UTR 5 or above for, for, for Chatham. But other schools could be different. Um, so usually the first week for boys, I do a lot of conditioning and hitting because it's cold outside. I don't want to start challenge matches because it's unfair. It's just, you know, 30-degree, 40-degree weather. They can fill the racket with their yeah. hands. So the first week is more. Also, you know, they've been playing indoors most of the time. They haven't been outdoors. So it's, it's good for them just to get the feeling of hitting the balls outside, you know. Um, after the first week, we usually do challenge matches, you know, to get a singles ladder set up. Um, once we have that, um, I'll try different combination to see who likes to play who, you know, for the doubles combinations. For JV, um, we usually, for, for Chatham, we should have uh, 20 or plus guys trying out. Our goal is not to cup. Unfortunately, we have to keep the team around 14 to 16, you know, depending yeah. on the year um, and our match schedule. And for JV, most of the players just start with the challenge matches because we have to set up the team or, or the roster. Okay. within a week or two. And we have to submit that to the school, blah, 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 blah. But um, that's how JV runs in general. They play challenge matches um, and decide the ladder. So, but yeah, varsity is a little bit different. How's the format challenge-wise? You do one set? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. for, for me, I prefer to do one set. Um, regular scoring, just, you know, but top three players, they have to play the best of three. Yeah, okay. once you have that, I mean, the, the, the rest of the team, they can just play one set to decide, you know, yeah. Do you feel, and this is just, I'll, I'll, there's more questions here, but me thinking how, once this lineup is set, how supportive of other teammates, and, you know, we had Nora, one of your one of your players here, and she said the team has been generally really positive. How have your teams been, and two-part question, how have your teams been in general over the 10 years, and are the more supportive kind of group, 
teams get better results, regardless of their UTR, do you think? Well, first of all, I think in the past 10 years, the, the girls' tennis level has gone down okay. dramatically. You know, my, my first year, my girls were unbelievable. But in the, in the recent three, four years, a lot of girls decided not to play high school tennis. You know, if we'll get into that, we can talk about that. But uh, I think my guys, uh, you know, there's up and, up and downs. But in the past three, four years, we are pretty strong. So, I mean, you get what you get. That's, that's the toughest part, you know, for high school or public high school coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, private schools, you know, they, they can recruit. Yeah, they can recruit. Um, but, you know, when you have a big team, I would say, you know, let's say 20 girls, if they're very supportive, that's great. They're on the sideline. They're always cheering the teammates. Yeah. And if you have a smaller team, that's even better, you know, because when we do drills, I need people. You know, it's, they, can, they can practice. They can play against different levels of yeah. players or, or opponents. So, yeah, I mean... Um, I will. I usually have a team manager who records, you know, the stats of the matches. Um, and um, yeah, in general, my both sides, my players are very supportive. They're always, you know, helping their teammates out. You know, just in case, grabbing stuff for the, for their teammates, uh, cheering them up. You know, or because they all play tennis. That's what I tell them. You know, go go to these courts because I'm the only one watching five courts at the same time. I don't have that many eyes to watch these matches. Yeah. So I tell them, you know, watch these doubles matches for me. You have played tennis. You know what the opponents are doing. Let, let me know if there's anything going on. And, um, you know, I can give them tips during changeover, yeah. right? Because it's something I miss during the last point when I'm watching singles. I can't watch doubles at the same time. So. Correct. Yeah. yeah, no, it's great. My other question you were talking about when you were talking about you get what you get in regards to players. <sighs> the question in regards to UTRs and all these things do you think, and we were talking about this on another podcast, if they weighted these UTR high school matches heavier for players, you would get better players to play? Because you were talking about, you know, national players, they won't play high school because it's not worth it and they're not playing great matches and the UTR goes down and all this stuff. I mean, what is the, what are the philosophy of weighting these UTRs heavier for these high school matches so the kids play on the team? I think that'll be a, a big incentive for, for all the players, you know, because... Most of these tennis players who think they're that good, they want to play college tennis. Yeah. And college tennis is a team sport. If you think about it, like, you know, you're playing high school tennis, you're experiencing what you're going to be doing the next four years as, yeah. as, as a team player. It's not just you get on the court, play yourself, right? Because yeah. when, you, when you go play tournaments, you're by yourself and your parents, and you usually get yelled at <laughs> after, <laughs> after you lose. Yes, you sure do. Right? Um, but yeah. when, you, when you play a team match, when you lose, let's say, a big match, you got your teammates supporting you. You, yeah. don't, you don't feel that bad. Yeah, and you know it's 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 a feeling of the team atmosphere that really you know brings the game together. Yeah. I think you know, but UTR. I mean, I I, I like it because I use it. I use it a lot for for my scouting reasons. You know, and then I know who's uh, all the recent matches. Yeah. I, I keep track of my players. You know, during the season and, and off season. But if, if they win them more, I don't know how they can do it. But there must be an algorithm they can do something they can do. Yeah. But I think. And I, we were talking about this with me and something on another podcast. The UTR is a great thing if the kids just looked at their own UTR. They get obsessed with other people's UTR. It's like anything else. It would be great for them to say, okay, I want to go from a 7 to a 10 and not worry about anybody else and just play everybody in front of you. That would be a great thing if the UTR could kind of block you from seeing anybody else and just let coaches see everybody's UTR because they have to, they have to judge it because we get too obsessed with the UTR we're playing instead of just going out there playing a match, which is key. And I think 
high school's so valuable. We've had girls that, you know, Anna Bronlin went to Wake Forest in her last year. She wanted to play her senior year at Milburn, and she did. I mean, the value of team is big. You know, 99%, 99.9% of the players aren't turning pro. Yeah. They, sh- they need that team environment. And only 1% of those players that play in high school play in college. So they should get used to that team environment. I, I agree. I think it's a huge thing. Nora was talking about a girl, Emily from Westfield, was talking about how the team environment is just great for their studies. It's great for their this, their mental attitude, all of those things. Um, I mean, it's, it's also a lifetime friend you, you make. Correct. I mean, looking back, you know, maybe in, in 10 years, you'll say, okay, these are my teammates. We had a good time in high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. More questions, Coach. Uh, challenge match. We went. Uh, do you keep of other? Do you keep track of other teams in your division? Again, these are questions from parents that are interested. Share how your team is doing versus the other teams throughout the season. Do you strategize and set goals around this? So are you aware of the other teams and what they're doing? Do you scout and do a lot of that? Too? I do. I mean, personally, I do. That's why I said uh, UTR is such a great tool for yeah. me to do so. Um, on my UTR account, I have um, a list of saved school that I looked at. You know, okay. you know, I know the roster. I mean, hopefully the coaches put the correct information in, you know? That's true. Right? Sometimes they put false information or they, they don't put their guys in. It's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I do my part. That's all I can do, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, usually before my match against, let's say, Randolph tomorrow, I'll, I'll check the roster. I, I know who their best player is. I, you know, do my single, my, my first versus the first to see how it's going to pan out. So, I think that's, that, that's great. You know, I always scout, especially when we go to, you know, counties or states when you have, when you play against a team that you never played before. Yeah. Like from North Jersey or South Jersey, so that's that's good to know. So, in regards to always a stacking issue, you would hope the team would put the right numbers of everybody. That way, you would know this person should play one. So, if you see someone's UTR in their name, they would you would assume they'd be playing number one on the team. Correct. Correct. How would they manipulate this and just not put the UTR? Well, how would they do it? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, there. Are, well, there are two ways I think coaches are, are reporting their results. One is on UTR. The okay. other is on NJ.com. Okay. So that's another you know resource I looked at because I know I can see their complete roster after the after they play their first match. Okay. So it, if it their lineup doesn't line up with what they have on the UTR, I mean there's nothing I can do about it. Yes. First of all, I okay. mean because if they have a challenge match to prove, okay, my one beat my two, my two beat my three. There's nothing I can do, even though yeah. it's fake or. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So. Uh, that's the best I can do. You know, I, I have their lineup. I have their person, you know, their individual players UTR and line up against my guys. And you know, okay. would, that's the best I can do. I mean, yeah. the UTR doesn't tell you the whole story of their matches, but you can look at it. You know, look at their history to see who they lost to, who they who they beat. Yeah. At least you have a general idea of the range of UTR. And you know, I I can't go to their matches to watch them. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not like basketball. You can you can scout, record their matches, right? But tennis, I mean. Luckily, we have UTR. We never had anything three At least you can look yeah. at something. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we, we never you had anything. You don't have a staff yeah. to be able to go watch right, matches. Right, exactly. I get it. You know, like, you know, their first serve percentage, their enforced errors, I have nothing yeah. based on their matches. Sometimes you, I mean, the best thing I can do is text some coaches who have, you know, played the team that we're playing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's hard for tennis to scout. You know? I know. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? What is your coaching style from the sidelines? All right. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, and what is your name? I'm always encouraging my players. You know, I, I, I stay positive. Okay. I'm, you know, if they miss a ball, that's okay. You know, forget about it. Move on. It's just a, it's a point. Just play it. You got to move on and play the next point. Yeah. 
um, doing changeovers, you know, if they, well, usually out of five courts, I know which court I have to pay more attention to. I will spend more time on that court, and I'll rotate through. But, uh, I mean, I always tell them, if you guys need me doing changeover or, you know, between sets, feel free to call me over. You know, um, I can only watch one court at a time. But, um, you know, yeah, that's my style. I just try to, more encourage, you know, try to be more encouraging, uh, more positive on the sideline. Um, you know. Don't give them too much pressure, I would say. You know? Correct. Right. Sometimes you see a coach say, like, oh, come on, you got to do that. Like, yeah. it's Just work hard. Yeah. Try hard. Do your best. I mean, but do your best. Sometimes things don't go your way. Yeah. And, you know. What do you do when a player doesn't want to be coached like that? Well, every player is different, like you said. Right. Yep. Uh, what do you do when a player repeatedly misses practice? And do you move you them down the line? Do you ever experience situations like that? So, a cor- I mean, for my team policy, if you miss three practices, you're off the team. Okay. All right. That, that's pretty straight. I pretty, mean, pretty yeah. clear. Yeah. If okay. you miss three. Yep. That's fair. Uh, how do you handle a player with a poor attitude on the court? Well, first time, um, like, actually, you know, it happened before during my practice or challenge matches. A player threw his racket to the fans. The first time I said, it, it's a warning. It's right when you play a regular tennis match. Second yeah. time you get a point penalty, sure. they lose a, lose a game, and they lose a match. So, um, their penalties. During our mat, I mean, during our challenge matches as well. So yeah, you keep emphasizing on these things during practice. Hopefully, it doesn't repeat, but that's out of your control. Okay. But during matches, I'll you know I'll tell them these are things that you're not supposed to. You gotta show good, you know, good sportsmanship on the court. Yeah. Yeah. What type of behavior do you expect from the team on the sidelines? Do you ask them to cheer on the players, and when they are done playing, when they're finished their match? Well, um, when they're done, they should always stay. Yes. Unless you have, like, you know, family murders or stuff like that to do. But you should always stay to support teammates, watch them instead of playing on your phone. That's I a little, agree. That's I a little agree. Different, you know, some, you sometimes you got to, I mean, you got to remind them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How do you keep an older, more senior-motivated player when a younger player comes onto the team and takes their spot in the lineup? How do you handle that situation? It's tough, probably. Say a senior comes in and gets beat by a younger player. How do you keep them from, you know... Being motivated and staying in part of the team. Okay. Well, I have I have experienced that. Um, you know, when I had a lot of seniors. So. Yes. I mean, seniors, they have they have been through a program for I mean three years, and the last year they're like, okay, I'm not gonna make my top seven, but okay. still, I I keep telling them that you guys are part of the team. Yeah. You know, you guys are okay, you guys still need to contribute to the team. Uh, either on the sideline, cheering for the team, or helping the team out. You know, you just carry stuff and move stuff, get the, get the matches ready when we, when we play, get the scorecards out, get the balls out, put the stuff away. Um, support your teammates. I think that's, that's the least part I can ask. I mean, if you don't want to be there, then that's your choice. Yeah, yeah. Right. But sometimes you get, like, I think it was Gina last year, or anybody, they just love being around the team, right. and they yeah. just love it. They're seniors, they yeah. don't play a ton, yeah. and they just... I mean, love I love the camaraderie. I get, yeah, I get that a lot because you know, I mean, they they love to help the um, you know freshman players to blend in. You yeah. know, yeah, they they're like big sisters or big brothers to their to the younger generation. Team is so valuable. I mean, even if you play like uh, Angela Yang when she played three or four times, right. just huge though. Yeah. You just be a part of a team, be a part of something. It's really great for your self worth, right, Santi? You seem excited. <laughs> How do you show you deeply care about the athletes you coach? That's a tough one, but go ahead. Oh. I mean, I I usually show that by doing it. I, I often yeah. get on the court. Lucky I can I, I can still play and run. <laughs> so um, yeah, I try to play against my players. You know, uh, during practice. So I think when I play against them, I know their weaknesses and I can figure out how to 
work on their weaknesses during our practice. Even I think what I did most in the past years uh, was to play doubles against them. Okay. Because I'm I'm I mean as I age I, I get more experience in doubles because you know <laughs> we all do my friend we all do yes yeah I think you know get on the court knowing the players and show the players that you care you know not just sitting on the sideline oh yeah you guys go hit and you guys play a match like that yeah. and I even you know try to do workouts with them try to demonstrate you know yeah we had a, as, as much as possible so. yeah even like we had I mean you can play we had a great coach in high school. I went to St. Joseph Metuchen, and, and he was the swim coach. And he wasn't even a tennis coach, but you can be a great motivator right. without having to be a great strategic yeah. tennis player. And I did I say this story before? We were all traveling home on the bus as a team, and this is the year we won the States, and the co- we lost a match. I told you this, but I told you off. Didn't I tell you off the podcast? I can't remember. Who knows? You can check back in the edit. You can cut it out if it's in there already, something. But we were driving home, and we lost. And we were on the bus, like, having such a great time. So he pulled off on the middle of the highway, and he was like, he turned around. And it was very similar to, like, I told you, Moneyball, like, the, the whole movie Moneyball. He turned around and said, you guys, like, fucking losing. Like, he was, cur- like, we're, like, 17. He's like, you guys fucking losing because I hate fucking losing, blah, blah, blah. And you shouldn't be so happy. You should be miserable tonight. And we didn't lose a match until the last match of the season after that. And he just understood winning and what you should do, and you should be miserable when you lose. This is a joke. Yeah. So the, those huge moments are big. Like, you don't even have to be technically how to teach a forehand perfectly, but you can get inside someone's head and get inside the mentality of the team and go, well, this is not going the right way. This team needs to be steered this way. And I think Nora said something great that you said something like, Nora's the only one working today or something something specific like that. I mean, it, when you play, a, well, there's a team sport yeah. for high school tennis. You know, when one person is not contributing yeah. or when you have, like, four other five courts are not contributing, you lose the match. I mean, it happened to us a couple of times in the past few years, you know, the players just turn off. They're yeah. like, okay, you know, it's you know, it's an easy match. We just, you know, get on the court and play. But when your opponents are on and you're off and once you start losing, you get you get, you get get a little bit panicky. Yeah. Right? You're, I mean, if you're not confident with your shots, then you're going to start losing the match. And then you can't believe you're losing and right. then you panic. It's gonna, only going to get worse and worse. It's hard to turn around during the match. Because it's, it's all in your head. I mean, I mean, tennis is such a mental game, you know. Uh, more <laughs> questions, my okay. friend. Uh, parent, I'd love to hear your thoughts on th- one to three-year goals for boys and girls program. Like, what potential resources, gaps you need to achieve? Do you need more parents involved in helping-wise in regards to just support? Well, I mean, definitely. Um, I think I'm lucky enough to have a lot of parent support in, in, in Chatham. Yeah. So, um I mean, well, especially off season because these guys need to play. It's yeah. ve- I mean, it's it's very simple. The more you play, the better you get. I I even told my girls at on my banquet that you guys should play more matches, UTR matches, you know, or go out to play some USTA matches yeah. because when you practice, you do these things. Your coaches feed the ball to you. You're very comfortable. You're in your comfort zone, right? Yeah. Every every ball it's is true. Everybody loves it, right? I mean, I'm hitting the ball so well during practice. Getting fed a ball when yeah. you when you play these matches, all those balls are junk. Most of the time, or loopy balls, or I don't know how to handle these balls. I think playing matches will get you a lot of experience, you know, handling different kinds of opponents. Yeah. That's what, I, you know, that's what I've been telling both yeah. sides. I mean, it's, you, it's tough. Yeah, but. do you need, I mean, it, I guess we, we can't talk about allocation, but does the school allocate a certain amount of funds for you to be able to do anything, or is it just like, listen, James, we're going to pay you what we're going to pay you, yeah. see what you can do, we got the courts there, and 
blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think legally I'm not supposed to get in touch with the players off season. Correct. Okay. So, so like, I mean, the only thing I know is through UTR, if they have played any tournaments, I keep checking okay. their records off season, you know, just to know if they've been playing. If I see them in school, luckily I'm, I'm a teacher in high school. Yeah. So if I see them, you know, I, you know, Hey, how's it going? How, yeah, yeah. how was the tournament? You know, I, sure. I, I checking on the guys just, just, just to show, you know, that, I care about you. Yeah. You know, it's um, but um, we yeah. tell them to play, my friend. We play all winter. We make sure that they play, need to play, and be ready. I yeah, was telling you know, sign up. You know, for Friday. I know you guys have you Friday, Friday UTRs. UTRs. You know, um, go to somewhere else. I mean, I'm play pre- anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't it care what have, club they yeah. play at, as if, long as they're playing those right, matches. Right. You know, go to any UTR events. Try play them. You know, and most of your opponents, I believe, are close to your to your rating. Yeah. Right. You're not gonna play like you know an eight when you're five. So. Right. Yeah. No. They. We match it up. It can't yeah. be a point apart. Right. Exactly. So. so I mean, I think a lot of players are concerned about their UTRs so much. Oh, I'm gonna lose this match. So they get nervous. My my rating will drop. But it's, don't worry about the outcome. You know, yeah. get out there, play against different uh, opponents, get the feeling, the match feeling. It's yeah. the match rhythm. I think a lot of players lack when they start to try. That's the thing we say all the time. Uh, you're going to play kids in high school that you're supposed to beat, and that's the hardest match to win. It's easy to play somebody that's a, a point above you because you're like, oh, I lose, who cares? Right. Right. It's beating those players. Yeah. yeah, and that's the big key. Questions. For a player who's not going to start as a singles player and choosing the doubles team, how much do you value who has beaten each other in a head-to-head singles play? Are you most focused on what you think as better part? So in other words, I guess, do you just go straight down the line or do you find – a doubles team that works better together regardless of how they finish the challenge list when you start making doubles teams? I have singles that are set up. The only set singles players are my top three. Yeah. After that, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I mix them up and okay. try different combinations. It's not necessarily four and five will be doubles partners. Just because they're good at singles, that doesn't mean they're good at doubles. Correct. You know, um, it's also about their chemistry. I think that's that's also I mean, that's vital for, you know, for any doubles team. They got got to like each other. Yeah, true. Yeah, if they don't, they're not going to perform. What would I want a high school? Let's see. If we've been through, I think these are a couple repeated. How do I want a high school coach? Communication keeps both teams' parents in the loop. You keep Do you keep parents in the loop with match schedules and match? Yeah. I mean, we usually have a coach and parent night, you know, before the season starts at Chatham. Um and um, I usually have a preseason meeting to collect all the information from players, and then um, I have a list of parent emails. I you know emailed them prior to the season, and um, you know explain how the season is going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's get a little bit more micro. How does the boys team look this year? You don't have to tell me where you think the lineup <laughs> is because they haven't challenged yet. Right. Right. But competition wise, where do you think you guys stack up? How do you feel your team looks this year? Um. I think our team has a lot of things to achieve. Okay. Great things to achieve uh, this year, but I don't want to jinx it. You know, um, we have the boys' team has won the state sectional twice in the past. Well, we didn't have uh, this, well, we, well, we didn't have a season two, COVID, two, two yeah. yeah, two years ago. So that's uh, but this year, well, well, in the in the past two, well, past three seasons, we went down to Mercer County and played the group. Um, championship. Both times we lost to Tana Fly. You know, hopefully we can go down there again yeah. and um, do better. I know this year is the last year for the state to have tournament of champions. They removed that completely. There won't be any more 
I didn't even know that. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. They want to have more matches for other teams because, you know, the TOC is only for, what, top six teams in the state. But that's great. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the they're basketball. trying to make right. everything inclusive for everyone. Let, right. let people play they're, more. They're, they're they should make, be a they, champion. They're, they're trying to make it more fun, right? More, but... Santi, kills me. Sport, I know this sports fun are thing. competitive. That's, yeah. that, that, that's my way to look at it. You know, um, yeah, hopefully we could go, we can go down there and then... So tell the me the format real quick. So how does it end? You just win your section and it's right. over? Well, this year we will still have the group championship. Okay. So you have, so we're in group three, north two. So there's you know, group three, north one, okay. and south and central. So these four teams will play okay. on one day. You play semis in the morning, and they play a uh, final in the afternoon for the group championship. That's okay. group three. If you win that group... You go into the TLC okay. where you have group one, two, three, four, yeah. and the two private sections. Sure. So six but teams. After this year, there's no more. There's more that you just win your section and that's it, or well, is there something I, else? Uh, I believe there's there might be a group championship, probably not TLC. Okay. So you can win your well, you can win well, you can win your group, group three, but you cannot. So then that's it. You just win your group and it's over. Yeah. Again, the reason was they just want they. Uh, it seems like they just want everybody to feel like a winner. Right. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay. You get you get on the court. You know, both of you guys get on the court. You came off the court, both with a trophy or something. <laughs> this is this day and age is getting me. We can go on to a whole uh, hour right. podcast on this and why we are doing this to kids. It's just setting them up to be okay with saying, okay, you know, they just don't want to lose. Failure is where you learn everything. No, no, that's the only way you... I told about the business thing. Like, it's, oh my God, right, Ruthie? <laughs> Did you say, oh, my God, failure is everything? She's on the phone with somebody else. You see, this podcast is so fluid. She said, oh, my God, it embarrasses me, Santi. Um, but failure, that's how you succeed in business. You just degrees of failure. And you take 2% of that, that's successful. You get that to the next decision. Like, what? what is going on? We're just Xing out all of this stuff. Ay, ay, ay. So hopefully... Your goal is to get down there, yeah. be ten of fly. If they're gonna, you think they're gonna be there again this year? I think so. It'll yeah. be most likely ten of fly, Princeton. If we can, if we get through Milburn in our section and yeah. uh, another team from South Jersey, yeah. What's your range of UTR on the team at this point? My high, my top two guys are nine and above. Okay. My third is seven plus. Nice. And doubles guys are around six. What's a solid lineup? And how many how many people do you think you're going to carry? I know you don't have to tell. You know, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, I I have my singles lineup in head pretty yeah, much. It's yeah, pretty right set. now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's That's very understandable. Simple. Yeah. yeah, the doubles lineup I got to figure out um, the combinations basically. Two two guys they like each other a lot. They play pedal in the okay. in the yep. winter, so they like each other. But I might try them out first, and then I'll see who might be the better option there. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, first we'll, practice is Friday, right? Yeah, Friday. We're gonna we're gonna start tomorrow, and then we'll see how, how everybody plays. They, I mean, they're they're very pumped from what I heard. They're very pumped. <laughs> so that's the difference between guys and girls, I think. I, th- I girls are more nervous. They are. Right. They get like, more uh, like, uncomfortable right. and like, oh my god, I hope I don't. I don't lose this match. Yeah, I don't want right. to make a mistake. And right. Yeah, no, I get it. Guys are. But I guess that's why uh, their insurance is more expensive. They're more confident <laughs> driving, and they run into poles, and you know it's the same thing. Girls are more tense. Well, the other way to put it is, guys are more proactive. Yeah. Girls are more reactive. Sure, that's a good right? point. Right, yeah. guys. You know, when I have practice, you know, when I get there, the guys are already on the court just hitting. Yeah. 
That's true. They just want to just get the balls and you know, just hit, keep going. Yeah. Girls, oh, I want to check my Instagram, you know, my my social media, you know, my friends. <laughs> That's who, funny. And then and then you know, okay, we'll wait for the coach to call me at two, uh, three three fifteen. I'll, I'll get on the court. I'm not gonna get on the court, you know, yeah, before, beforehand. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, right? that's interesting. That's, that's what I. That's, that's what a good I've lesson noticed. you've learned over ten years. I've right? learned yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> guys are more aggressive into playing. I get it. I get. No, it's true. That's guys in general. They'll go out there. You know, guys will want to play here. I rarely get because I get a lot of high school kids that want to play late at night, nine or ten. And it's mostly the boys. They just want to come out here and play late at night. I don't. I rarely get the girls that want to come out and play. I. I wish they did. I wish they would come out because it's free play at night. I let them play nine, ten o'clock for free. And most of the guys will go out there. I don't know. I don't know. Anything uh, Anything you have to say, anything on your mind in regards to anything we've discussed, any words of wisdom to the kids <laughs> out there? I always like to wrap it up with a little uh, something. Uh, well, I mean, thanks for having me here. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, my, it's my honor. You know? Oh, yeah. come on. It's I, great I, to I have enjoy you, it. Coach. That's good to have a conversation with you, you know. Uh, we have a lot of players coming to your, to your, to your tennis center. You know, um, I've seen these guys... Um, grow in the past four years. I think as a coach, the best part is, I mean, winning is one thing. Yeah. You know, of course you want to win, but also to watch these guys grow from a freshman to a senior and see how they have matured in their high school, you know, career. You know, winning or losing, they grow from it. Yeah. You know, that's the best part of it. Um, of my job, that's what I enjoy doing it. Also, I enjoy playing tennis with these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah. You got a good yeah. job no, for you know, that. Uh, yeah, so. No, listen, it's great to see you always. Uh, it's great to always get information. And we should do something in the middle of the season as well to see where you guys are at or just before the Tournament of Champions. If you're down there, we'll do a little update. Uh, Santi, you have any questions for Coach? Nothing? <laughs> Not interesting. He went to J.P. Stevens. He has no, he has no questions. You're from J.P.? Oh. <laughs> no, I went to Piscataway. Oh, Piscataway. Well, I thought you went to J.P. About? Oh, I'm thinking of Andrew Tan. Oh, oh my okay. God, I'm not thinking of you. There's so many different employees. It's hard to keep track. You went to Piscataway. Did they have a good our, high school team? Our, no. We're no. okay. Our coach was uh, the basketball coach. But okay. she, she won state championships. So. In oh. basketball or tennis? Like, in, in basketball. Okay. She didn't know okay. anything about tennis, really. Again, like we said, sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. We would lose to East Brunswick all the time. Oh, East Brunswick. East Brunswick always good. good. St. Joe's, we played them all the time. Yeah, Yeah. we played guys. uh, It was was the the, the big rivalry. Yeah. 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 But hopefully this helps. Uh, Listen, we'll be doing previews. We'll have other coaches in, too. We're going to have Coach Kai in again. And thanks for being here. No, thank you. Good to see you, brother. Enjoy it. Yeah. It was fun. Hey, everybody, hope you like the podcast. Please share with your friends, anybody that you know, anybody that's into tennis, anybody that's into bettering themselves, share it.